Albano with the Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com. And we are going to week nine overall in the Orange County High School football season. And it's week four in the Trinity League. And I'm joined once again by Scott Barajas, our Trinity League insider and former publisher of the Gridiron Magazine in Orange County. Scotty, how you doing this evening as we're getting ready for some uh, big-time games? It's crunch time in the Trinity League. I'm doing pretty good, Dan. It's uh, actually getting that football season, starting to get dark, got that time change coming up. Um, you know, it's, at, it's uh, coming to the end of the year um, where uh, everybody's scrambling to make those last playoff spots. Yes, they are. In the Pac-5 division, that's where people want to end up in that postseason tournament. you got to get to the dance, though, uh, first. So um, thanks again for all the football fans that have joined us uh, throughout the season. We've certainly enjoyed talking, you know, Trinity League football all, uh, all season long. I want to also give credit to the uh, Orange Lutheran drum line that, you know, we use their uh, intro and closing uh, a couple of their, uh, their, their tunes. Uh, from the Orange Lutheran drum line. And then at the end of this uh, broadcast tonight, we're going to have some audio from uh, interviews with uh, Santa Margarita coach Rick Curtis and Orange Lutheran coach uh, Chuck Peterson. So, uh, Scotty, we got to get, uh, let's get a recap of what happened last week in week in round three in the Trinity League. Let's start with the game that you were at. We can get your inside, your inside, uh, inside look at this game. But it was a big victory for Modern Day in their in their in their traditional rival against Servite. Um, pretty explosive uh, offense. Some late uh, touchdowns from uh, from Modern Day. But really, the theme and what really grabbed the headline. Was the uh, was the play of the modern day defense? What was your read on that game over at Angel Stadium as you took that one in? Yeah, Dan, the uh, defense came alive. Um, it, it, it resembled you know, the old Monarch defense, um, and they just took the game over from the you know from the beginning. And um, you know Curtis Robinson, Jet Smith, and Capono Negrasan, you know was putting constant pressure on the Simpsons, and they never let him get you know they never let him get outside. He hurt him on a couple of runs, but he never hurt him with their leg with his legs. Servite um, had their chances early in that game, um, but they failed to score. You know, you know, touchdowns, um, and I think they got three points on three possessions that were inside that 25-yard line, and um, that kind of basically was was you know the whole basically the whole game. Um, offensively, MD did all right. You know, Servite did a good job containing that passing game, and I think they held DT to 170 yards passing. But Servite came out in a 3-3-5 defense that they had not shown all year, so you know, it was a different look, and it took away a lot of passing lanes. Um, so it made passing a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, but then Old Marsh was able to get some good runs, um, and I think he came away with 160 yards, you know, rushing. So that kind of helped out. Um, but I was really surprised that you know, you know, Servant didn't move the ball as as well as they did because against you know, Olu and Jay Sarah, they seemed to score at will. Um, but Modern Day pretty much shut them down, you know, and never let them get into the game, and you know that kind of hurt them. But there were also two big turnovers. Uh, hurt Servite, and you know, I think after those turnovers, it kind of pretty much set the tone. 
you know, but, you know, what I thought about with the defense with modern day is that you know we've as we've talked about last couple weeks. I mean, that's been a point of uh, of, of emphasis for uh, for modern day to try and improve where they're they've got some younger players on that side of the ball or some more inexperienced players, and at times they've looked vulnerable. But uh, that was probably uh, you might have to say their best defensive effort of the season. Uh, I would have to say so, um, other than I think there was one game earlier, one or two games early in the season, but as far as, you know, a complete game, yes. How, how is, what, what kind of season is Curtis Robinson having, uh, you spotlighted that uh, modern-day uh, senior outside linebacker, uh, Stanford commit, one of the highly uh, recruited players in Orange County, got a lot of big offers, was a really hot commodity in recruiting in the spring. What kind of season has Curtis had, in your opinion? Curtis, has, he's had a solid season. He's done what he's supposed to do. Um, a lot of teams seem to be uh, going away from Curtis. And he's been able to, you know, he's been able to he drops back in a lot of coverage sometimes. Sometimes they send him on blitzes. Um, this was the first game that I saw him that he actually got after, you know, uh, I think he had like a couple of sacks and a couple of tackles for losses. Um, but he's been pretty much, you know, him and Jed Smith have pretty much been the, you know, the two, you know, captains that they've, you know, rallied around and gelled, you know, commanded the defense. But, he, you know, he's done what he's supposed to do, um, you know, and it, it, you know, but teams are pretty much kind of going away from him. I've noticed that, that they, they go to the opposite side a lot of the times. Okay. Well, that could be good news for modern day if, uh, if Curtis is going to get hot here at the end of the season and, and really be uh, uh, maybe make some more plays for them. That's only going to help the, the modern day defense. You know, the game I took in last week was uh, was a pretty good game. Orange Lutheran uh, defeating Santa Margarita 28-14 at Orange Coast College, and I was once again impressed by Orange Lutheran. L.J. Northington, the running, uh, the quarterback, I should say, for Orange Lutheran. Uh, Harvard commit had an outstanding game. Ran for three touchdowns. Looked really quick. Had to have just had those quick feet. Uh, one of the faster players on the field. He he was uh, he was a little bit. His speed was a little bit too much when he got to that second and third level for Santa Margarita. Uh, he really controlled the ball. He also threw a uh, long touchdown pass, 80 yarder to Lyles. And then the Orange Lutheran defense uh, played well. Forced three. Uh, Three turnovers and and also um, blocked a punt. Um, what did you think of that result, or when you saw it come through? I know you're at Angel Stadium, of course, when, with the modern day survey game. But what did you think of that score? You know, I wasn't surprised at the outcome, but you know, I was kind of surprised. You know, I guess not having maybe you can fill me in on more of this, but it seemed like Costello wasn't he played, but he wasn't at full strength, and then Wagner had to spell KJ. But you know, I heard that they were you know pretty much Olu was pretty much getting to them again, and um, you know, blitzing off the edge and and, and causing havoc, and and. Um, Santa Margarita, you know, just didn't seem in sync, and, you know, they never got the running game going, and I think they only put up 14 points, so, uh, yeah. but 
Costello, you know, he missed the previous week against Jay Sarah with the ankle, which he had, uh, the ankle injury which he had suffered against uh, the previous week against St. John Bosco. So KJ had both ankles heavily taped. Um, and what it was an interesting game plan uh, that I would like to get your opinion on, Scott. What, what they did was, and he told Costello's going probably not 100% physically. He's got the ankles taped. They go to the real short pass game, but he was still uh, throwing a lot of passes to the sideline. Uh, and he still was under uh, some pressure. Only threw deep maybe once or twice, three times for, for you know for the first three quarters. One of the nice connections, he threw a nice 44-yard uh, connection to uh, Dylan Crawford. But they have some outstanding receivers, but they kept everything on, on the outside. And then um, KJ's, you know, he's, I think he's doing what the game plan called for. He can't run because he's banged up. And he throws one, he throws a, he threw one pick. He lost a couple fumbles over some of the pressure that I alluded to. He threw one pick over the middle on a, on a play he got pressured late in the third quarter on the side of on the side of the field of Orange Lutheran. And then to start of the fourth quarter, um, very early in the fourth quarter, they went to Wagner, the junior, who's got more ability. And Coach Curtis alluded to that more mobility. But it was interesting that you know they essentially took out KJ Costello. Um, they, uh, not because he was hurt, or not necessarily wasn't playing well, but they they wanted to get some more mobility, a little change of pace. But it was interesting as they did that, and they strategized for that. In the first drive with Wagner, they went with a, a, re, a double, a reverse pass by receiver uh, Noah Rashid. He ended up throwing a, a, you know, on a trick play, a 64-yard TD. So they brought in the new quarterback for the change of pace. He provided that, but then he also quickly went to a, a trick play, and they got their score. But I was pretty surprised that you know Costello was on the sideline with his his arms crossed watching the fourth quarter um, you know play out and it almost was a four point game at one point yeah that was you know that that's early on during the season that was one of the issues that that Marciano Margarita was having is that they were trying to go deep too much and now that KJ's you know he doesn't have his mobility they they seem to, to to offset the pass rush you go with the short passing game so you know maybe that you know they they fell back to that thinking that they got they got to get rid of the ball quicker and it just because I noticed that too because I because I had heard a report you know that he had he was 15 of 21 for something like um, 145 yards and nothing was over 10 yards or you know the completion was over 10 yards um but that explains that. But I mean, it's very difficult with you, you know, for a quarterback who's not a mobile quarterback to begin with, lose your mobility. Um, so you know, we'll have to see what happens, you know, for this week. But if you, you know, it, it, it sometimes those ankles take more than a week to heal, and when you're not playing at, you know, 100 percent, you know, it's it's never going to get any better. So. Yeah, I just wonder if, if, if maybe the main issue is more about Santa Margarita's offensive line. I mean, because KJ, you know, he's th- when he's throwing these out patterns, he's throwing them pretty well. The balls are well-timed. He's got excellent receivers with Grant Calcateria, and we mentioned Crawford. Um, 
You know, they've got some guys to work with. Noah Rashid. They have, you know, very good receivers. And KJ can get him the ball. But, you know, remember last year he was a gunslinger. And he was uh, in. He was, he was able to stay in the pocket and go downfield. And he threw some, you know, you know against that. You know, I think you were, I'm sure you had the modern day game. You know, at the bowl last year he threw some long touchdown passes. And uh, he took some hits. And he, but he, was, he got some time. And he was able to, you know, throw for a lot of yards last year. You know, he broke, I think it was, he broke a lot of school records last year, but um, doesn't seem like he's, uh, you know, and oh, and the, and the other thing, Scott, is that they ran some Wildcat, too. They ran about four or five Wildcat uh, plays, too, including one they lost on a fumble at the end of the first half, which was, you know, they lost on a Wildcat play at the end of the first half. It was on the two-yard line of Orange Lewis, and that was a huge play in the game. Yeah, that's that's that is interesting because I heard the reports too that they were running the wildcat, but they were running. You would think they would, they would use Crawford or um, or I can't recall the the running back that goes both ways. Oh yeah, that's what they that's who they ran the wildcat. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were putting okay. KJ out and they would move him out to receiver, and they put they go two twice. They did uh, Crawford and. Uh, I think twice Matt Mark, and I think one time he scored on it. Mark scored on a touchdown, but then you know the Lancers got a um, you know got a uh, fumble on the other one. But you know it's interesting with Santa Margarita. They you know we'll be talking about their game this week against Servite here shortly. But um, you know, but Orange Lutheran, you know they were down one man too. They were out with uh, Yates, their uh, outstanding. I think he's a junior defensive end. He didn't play, but they were very active on defense. They, you know. Um, Got an interception. I think they forced a couple fumbles, so they played well. They, you know, they, you know, two games I've seen Orange Lutheran play, which was this was the Santa Margarita game and the Centennial game. They did a great job of forcing turnovers. So, um, but hey, let's 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 review the last game of the, uh, of the day. And I caught some of this game. This was the prime ticket game, and I I caught some of the broadcast late um, on Friday night. But that was another um, you know dominant performance by St. John Bosco over Jay Sarah. I guess it's the eighth game this year. They All the games that the Braves have played, the defending uh, Trinity League champions, all the games they played have been running clock. This was no different. Um, Quinn Davis uh, had another big game at receiver. But uh, any thoughts on, on this game? This was at Cerritos College, and it was pretty much another track meet for, for, um, for St. John Bosco. Yeah, I mean, that was to be expected. Um, you know, Bosco continued their 60-point trend. But I was surprised that, that, that Jay Sarah and Avery Williams were able to run the ball. They actually ran pretty well against Bosco. Um, but having to play from behind, you know, kind of takes teams out of their running games. And um, this time, you know, Bosco didn't, you know, didn't really, you know, have to uh, rely on a lot of their other um, offensive skill guys. Like McGrew, he didn't play. He didn't play as much because I guess you know, the passing game did the damage with Davis. I think throwing for over 300 yards, you know. And then I know I think McGrew only, you know, you know, barely hit close to 100. Um, and um, you know, and then Jerry Sarah trying to stay in the ball game. I think they were throwing everything at Bosco, misdirections, fakes, double passes, stuff like right. that. But um, you know, it just it just wasn't to be the night for uh, 
I thought was interesting that they talked that the uh, broadcast team uh, talked about um, during that game. This, we're talking about the St. John Bosco uh, Jay Sarah game last week. Was they talked about Quinn Davis and his uh, his time at Modern Day and his tra- you know his eventual transfer to St. John Bosco? What do you know about the time that? Uh, that Quinn Davis, now a senior, he's the one quarterback who replaced Josh Rosen, so he had to put in his time to to uh, wait for his spot. But what do you know about the uh, the the path and travels of um, of one uh, Quinn Davis? Yeah, he he started as a freshman. Um, he was a freshman quarterback, and he transferred the summer. I think it was the summer going into his sophomore year. And he probably would have, you know, he probably would have been a JV quarterback. And then he probably, and this is what's interesting, is that he probably would have, he could have beaten out Jack Lowry for that quarterback spot last year. Because, again, remember, McDonald was a sophomore, but he wasn't ready yet. And they decided, you know, they, you know then it was Jack Lowry, and that was, he was the guy from, from modern day, but everybody wonders if Quinn, if he would have stayed, would he have been, you know, the quarterback from modern day? And then if that's the case, if he would have still been at modern day this year, then you don't, you know, who knows, you know, that JT Daniels is still playing freshman ball, you know, who knows about that? So it's kind of weird how everything's kind of like worked its way out in, in you know, one way or another. But that's, you know, he wanted it to, you know, take his talent to Bosco, and he waited patiently, and, and you know, he's having a heck of a year. So he played, he was a starting quarterback on the, uh, as a freshman, on the freshman team at Modern Day. Freshman team, correct. Okay. How, how did that freshman team do? I believe they won under, uh, they had one loss, I think they were 9-1, and one, and that one loss was to Bosco. Bosco. Okay. All right, Scotty. Well, hey, let's turn our attention to uh, this round four of the Trinity League uh, this week. You know, it's week nine overall, as we said. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we got to start, you know, really uh, with that uh, Thursday night game. So I think it's our thir- first Thursday night game in the Trinity League this year. It's going to be St. John Bosco traveling on the short week, playing at Orange, playing against Orange Lutheran at Orange Coast College. And I'm going to be covering this game for the register. So I'm looking forward to seeing my the first time I've seen in person, seeing the Braves. I'm interested to see that speed. I'm interested to see that Chad Johnson defense, all those returners they have back um, on defense. Um, but I'm wondering how Orange Lutheran as well as, you know, if they, you know, they've played some heavyweight teams. They've played, you know, Centennial. They've, uh, so, you know, they're, you know, they played uh, De La Salle. Now they're playing Bosco. They've obviously played Modern Day. You know, it's, you know, I, they shouldn't be intimidated. They maybe have the ground game. They, they keep the ball away. They they can run the ball well. You mentioned Jay Sarah ran the ball well against St. John Bosco at times. So, uh, yeah, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, they got a dual-threat quarterback. But um, I think they're going to have to be very diverse, and they're going to have to probably pass the ball a little bit more against uh Bosco, but maybe that Orange Lutheran offensive line is starting to really establish itself. What, what do you think of this game, Scott? That that'll be an interesting game because because you know Olu does have that. They do have that balance, and they do have that veer running game. And um, Northington is an athlete, so he matches up well. Um, but it, you 
know, I just wonder if this is just another tune-up or a stat filler for Bosco. You know, the, the key's going to be, you know, Mojolu, you know, try to run the ball more to keep the clock and the score down. But, um, you know, I think Bosco's going to, you know, do what they've been doing. Um, but, um, just, you know, the key is, like I said, watch Matt, you know, Olu has those guys to match Bosco's speed. But how long can they keep that up and sustain it? You know, because, you know, Olu's going to have to play a perfect game. You know, they're going to have to get turnovers. But, you know, before Bosco explodes, um, and you'll see what I'm talking about when you see um, the receivers right. um, that Bosco has. Because, I mean, they catch in the seam and they're gone. Um, so, you know, but Louie has been stopping people late. You know, they did hold Santa Margarita, you know, to 14. But that's a whole different ballgame when you're going against that type of speed and, and points that um, – Bosco has. Yeah, Bosco's, you know, if they're not passing, and that's just like modern day, you know, cut their, you know, held them in check and passing, you know, then, you know, they hurt them with McGrew. Whereas, whereas McGrew hasn't been really needed because modern uh, Bosco's been able to pass at will on everyone, so. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting, too. I mean, Bosco's got a lot to play for. You know, they win this game, they're 4 0. You know they clinch at least a share of the uh, of the uh, the Trinity League title. Um, so this is going to they're they're playing for a big victory, and then you know it just shows you know Orange Luther how big that victory was against uh, Santa Margarita last week because the loss will drop it would drop Orange Lutheran to two and two, and they got a chance to to win next week and get three and two. But there's you know I think do you agree that. The Lancers, you know, the playoff chances, you know, that see in the top three are, seem pretty decent after that victory against Santa Margarita. Um, they do. They're probably, you know, set right now for that third place spot. So, um, regardless of what what the outcome is, I think, you know, Olu looks, you know, pretty good because of their offense. You know, they get some stops in there. Um, I think the offense is just going to make this game interesting. And for some reason, and I don't know why, I think this game is going to be higher scoring than most people think. Okay. So. All right. Well, let's also talk about uh, another game uh, this coming Friday, and that's going to be Modern Day going down to Saddleback College, traveling south, South County, to play Jay Sarah. Last year, Jay Sarah upset Modern Day at the Bowl. Uh, it kind of sent shockwaves through Orange County football. A lot of people were uh, stunned by that result. You know, kind of catapulted uh, Jay Sarah onto the, you know, their, you know, their regular season Orange County, you know, basically the Orange County, you know, uh, title in, in the uh, OC rankings. So um, what do you think about this game? You know, uh, Jay Sarah's coming up uh, out winless. They're 0-3. Modern Day is tied for second right now, 2-1 with Jay Sarah. But what's your thoughts on this game? Pretty much for, uh, like I said, a do or die for Jay Sarah. So, but I think they're going to have to just... Yeah, they're going to do, I think, continue to do what they've been doing. Their best chance is to just try to run that ball, control the clock, keep, you know, Monterey's offense off the field. Um, you know, you know, I don't see their passing game doing a whole lot. They haven't done a whole lot all year long, so that's going to be, you know, they're just going to have to play good defense and hopefully that they can, you know, 
knocking on the door, so, you know, it's, you know, centimeters. I, I would have to say I'm going to go with Servite on this one just based off of, um, you know, momentum. Um, you just have to wait and see what happens. Well, I, I, my gut tells me as well, Servite, you know, I, if they can put some pressure on K.J. Costello, I think Orange Lutheran showed uh, what that pressure can do. I think they have a good secondary, um, Servite does, to match up with some of these outstanding receivers. And I think, uh, you know, I think they might be able to run the ball and, and move the ball a little bit on Santa Margarita. So I think it's, but I think it's going to be another very close game. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, I think I could see KJ feeling better this week. Um, both KJ and Crawford had their um, ceremonies this week with the uh, U.S. Army All-American Bowl game. So they're going to be probably feeling a little bit up from that, uh, as they should. That's a great honor for those for those two players. They should be, you know, if they were feeling a little bit down about the Olu game, maybe they feel a little bit better this week. KJ feels more physical, uh, physically uh, prepared to play. So I could see that game getting a little closer. But... Um, they made a lot of mistakes. They have a lot of things. You know, Santa Margarita has a lot of things to clean up in a short amount of time. And uh, I think Servites probably play a little bit cleaner um, in some regards in the Trinity League outside of last week. Um, but, you know, Santa Margarita was coming off a nice victory over Jay Sarah as well. So, um, and, 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 and Scotty did... Uh, you know, as we were talking about this game, so did you see it? Did did the did, did, uh, Lytle play at all quarterback for Servite? He did not. He was on crutches. Um, I think he, I don't know, I think he tore a hamstring or severely injured his hamstring, so he was on crutches, as was uh, uh, Jackson, uh, the running back, Jackson Taylor. Well, Scotty, great job, man. Uh, once again, I mean, it broke down the 3-5-5, uh, the five, five, was it? Or the, what was the defense of the 3-3-5? Three, three, yeah, 3-3-5. Three, three, yeah. I can't put too many people on the field there as I just did. 3-3-5. Three, three, um, you know, and uh, some injury updates from you and uh, some background on uh, Quinn Davis. So you had, a, you had a few surprises for us tonight. So we... Uh, we definitely appreciate you jumping on the podcast like you've been doing all year. And um, looking forward to uh, talking to you next week. All right, man. And all the football fans, thanks again for joining us on the Trinity League Football Podcast. As we say, uh, uh, we say goodbye to you tonight. And um, we appreciate you listening. And, and we'll send you out with a couple interviews from a couple coaches in the Trinity League. What do you think of the game, Coach Curse? Oh, you know, we made a, we made a lot of mistakes. You know, that's that's the name of the game. We had turnovers, and, yeah. and we gave up the big play there. We got we got back in the 21-14. We thought we had the, you know, yeah. the momentum changed, and and uh, you know we we moved it down. It was 21-14. We had a chance for field goal, and the field goal went a little bit yeah. a little bit wide, and so we had all the momentum, you know, but uh, we just didn't didn't finish. Yeah. So what did you do? Like, uh, what was going on with quarterback? You uh, why did you take out KJ? Well, it was just a little, you know. We just uh, we just felt we needed a spark, and we thought yeah. Richard could run a little bit more, and he did. You know, yeah, he, did. Yeah. he ran he ran the ball, which was good. You know, anytime you get a W in the training league, it's big. I don't care when it comes against who, and uh, you know, for us, it's just another step in the journey that we started in January. And where's that journey you guys want to get to? As far as uh, the good Lord will take us, and uh, we're battling, and we're playing well, and we're playing hard, and uh, you never know. Get in the tournament.
good things could happen.